Hello everyone and welcome to episode 462 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. Uh, excited. We have several shakeups happening uh, to the metagame here. Yes. Christmas came early this year. It's not a, It's not Christmas yet, but we got a bunch of bannings to talk about. But before we get into that, we got another co-hosted, Krim. Good morning, Krim. How are you today? Morning. I'm actually kind of a little a little sore today. I, I think this is back-to-back weeks where I've come back from a Are you all moshing uh, again? Krim. Yeah. Krim. Krim. Yeah. <laughs> Last night it was it was really fun. I went to go see the Menzingers and and uh, microwave. So that was that was fun. Mm, nice. Well, uh, today our big topic is bannings. We had the BNR update. We have one, two, three, four, five cards banned, and then also a pauper banning. So six cards if you count pauper banned. Uh, in a card, I guess one of those was unbanned, but a bunch of changes. That's what we're talking about today. So that's our big topic. We might hit up a couple of smaller topics if we have time. Some Ravnica remaster news, a little thing from Mark Rosewater's blog, maybe some fish mail, but bannings are what we are starting with. Before we get into it, though, a reminder that today's show has been brought to you by Card Conduit, and Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you ever get tired of the hassles of buy listing, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You can use their curated service and send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter which one you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once the order is processed. And you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtdgoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Also, we have some new merch, right, Richard? Uh, if people want to check out the, the new merch, how do they go about doing that? Well, you can go to mtggoldfishmerch.com. We have a, a new scoops drop. Uh, you can get signed tokens by the Command Clash mm-hmm. crew. We spent our Vegas doing very fun <laughs> things. Uh, so yeah, check out mtggoldfishmerch.com uh, for the new merch. Anyway, let's get to this BNR. So the BNR just dropped like an hour ago as we're recording this. Uh, no changes in standard, but Pioneer Modern and Pauper, and of course Explorer, because that's the same as Pioneer, all got changes. Richard, why don't you let us know what actually changed, and then we'll delve into these formats. All right. So Modern, Fury, and Up the Beanstalk, banned. In Pioneer... Karn and Geological Appraiser, banned. Uh, also an Explorer, they're banned. Unbanned, Looter Scooter, Smuggler's Copter, only in Pioneer. So only Pioneer legal. And then in Popper, Monastery, Swift Sphere is banned. So we'll go through the formats one by one. Um, modern. So the, 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 the jury's out. The people who died for the sins of Modern Horizons is Fury and Up the Beanstalk. What do you guys, what do you guys think about this? So good. These changes are good. These are two cards that I, I made a top five list. I did a short of it of the five cards that I thought were most likely to get banned. These were two of the cards high on that list. Fury was number one. I think Up a Beanstalk was like three or four. Uh, so these are two cards that I think being gone will have a positive impact on the meta. Hopefully Fury being gone frees some smaller creature decks. Up a Beanstalk, the value engine is just like too intense to keep up with. And as I mentioned in the article, very hard card to deal with profit because it can trip someone at ETB. So even if you have an answer, you're still behind kind of the Fable of the Mirror Breaker thing. Like even if you deal with it, you're still behind. So I think these changes were good. Although honestly, I thought they might ban more. I am very surprised that uh, Orcish Bowmasters wasn't bad. And that is a big, I'm starting to wonder like, do you think it's possible they have some contract with the Lord of the Rings people that they like can't ban their cards for a certain amount of time or something? Like it's wild to me the Lord of the Rings keeps dodging. No matter what, the Lord of the Rings cards don't go. So good changes, but I was kind of hoping for even more changes. What do you think, Grim? Uh, you know, I like I like that uh Fury Bam. Um I'm kind of surprised, like you had mentioned, that there's not more. Uh mostly just because I was waiting to see almost like like I think Fury, uh, and and Grief should have gone right. So just like uh, I don't know the elementals. I mean I don't I don't, I like I would have just done the whole cycle for the like the like like for the hell of it right like just like get rid of all of it and uh, I 
I guess the Beanstalk makes sense because, yeah, like, I mean, Beanstalk was pretty disgusting. However, with most of the elementals gone, I thought you wouldn't have had to have banned Beanstalk because what else is left, right? Leyline Binding that would trigger it. That's like played currently. And maybe Merktide Merc Tide, Tide Binder or whatever. Uh, but like, that's not played in the same deck. So I, I, I like the banning stuff. I like the bannings. Fury is pretty, pretty rough. Um, and I'm okay with all the Lord of the Rings cards. So I thought Orcish Bowmasters, all that could have stayed. What do you think, I, Richard? Okay, so, so to answer Seth conspiracy theory, it's not that they have a contract with Lord of the Rings. Maybe they do, but it's like, does Wizards have a contract to make money? The answer is actually yes, <laughs> because uh, they're beholden to the shareholders and obligated <laughs> to make money, right? <laughs> But holiday edition lo- holiday edition it. lord of the rings it's the chase set of the year you can't be banning cards from here but if we want to talk <laughs> about cards adjacent to the cards being banned up the beanstalk draws lots of cards so does the one ring right the one ring you know should have been up for debate orcish bow masters also gatekeeps little creature decks uh don't worry it's protected by plot armor lord of the rings so <laughs> i so I like the Fury ban. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. The Grief ban, I think, is a huge miss. I feel uh, scam players are going to keep scamming, and I feel you're going to keep hating Modern because of it. Uh, <laughs> before we ended up here, remember we had like the Orzhov Stoneblade scam decks? Yep. Right, And, and I'm sure like people will find some other substitute to scam in uh, instead of the Fury. Like if we... If we scam solitudes, are people upset? I don't know. Uh, so there, there's that still happening, which I think is just a bad play environment. I don't like up the beanstalk. I mean, I get it. It's the easiest way to fix this. But how about they just fix all the spells that abuse it rather than kill up the beanstalk? Uh, because there, there are other offenders here, like Leyline Binding can go. I, I'm not particularly, <laughs> you know, it doesn't need to stay here. Uh, the other elementals, like Krim mentioned, like Solitude still triggers. Uh, so you could have still played the Beanstalk deck without the Fury because you had Leyline Bindings, Solitudes, uh, and all these other cards that cheat mana. So there's something, but you're still going to get like people, I don't know, most people didn't complain about getting Furied on turn one or turn two because most people aren't playing Soul Sisters, okay? Most people are complaining <laughs> yeah, because they're getting Richard. triple thought seized out of the gate and this does not address that. So your only hope is Scam's power is so reduced without the Fury that people won't try to triple thought seize you. But I feel people are going to continue to do it. Like I, I feel Scam players will find a way to scam something else in, and then we're going to get triple thought seized on turn one again. I mean, we already have. It's not as high tier as the Racto Scam decks, but like Mono Black Scam is a legit deck. That's a deck that people have like posted winning results in. Uh, you mentioned Orzov. That's kind of where Scam started with Ephemerids and Solitudes and Orzov. So I don't think this solves a Scam problem, right? Like I, I think Scam, like it solves the Racto Scam problem. I don't think there's really an incentive or as much of an incentive to be Rakdos. But if you want to like get people to grief on turn one, I think you can still do it. So it's going to be interesting interesting to see how that shakes out i think mono black certainly gets a lot more appealing you just like scam your griefs and then you got like doothy Voidwalker, shieldreds uh orzov could be good so i don't think scam's dead does up a beanstalk how much does that change so here's the weird thing about the up the beanstalk manning to me so yes you did kill one of the value engines but you still got the one ring right like it's not like all of a sudden there's fairness like before up the beanstalk was printed the big issue was like, oh my god, the One Ring is just this crazy value engine. And then they printed up the Beanstalk, so now you have two crazy value engines. So now we just have one crazy value engine, right? So like, does this actually solve the problem? Or does instead of cascading into Beanstalk, we just see Four Color Omnath with the One Ring like rise back up to where it was pre-Beanstalk and be like the number two, number three deck in the meta? I think it's exactly that situation, right? Like, I, I think that the... I, I could see Orzov coming back, right? Orzov now, like, like just being, uh, like, I, I don't know. Mono Black may not be enough, but I think Orzov definitely could come back for some scamming. Um, I, I don't know though. It's, I, Fury was really good because Fury checked 
numerous X ones, I'll admit. So like there Fury was that good. And Fury also was a double striking body. Whereas, you know, like Solitude is just a three two with like lifelink or something like that. Yeah. But regardless, the whole free play, like like free spell uh aspect of it has just been kind of rough. So I'm just surprised that not all of them are gone. Not all the elementals are gone. So well, I, I I think that's I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see because I think Orzov is going to be the next runner up for scamming. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Fury is critical to scam because in a non interactive matchup, you just drop it down as this like turn one double striker thing that like just wrecks your opponent. And if they don't have the right interaction, like exile based interaction, they can't even remove it. Like if they try to terminate it, and then you. You, you play all your scam cards to bring it back and then you just like smack him to death. So it, it was a clock and it's something that Orzov like doesn't have. Like it doesn't have like an equivalent clock to end the unfair matchups because the, the problem is you, you grieve someone on turn one and then they just like top deck into their creativity and kill you. Like you actually needed some kind of clock to, to dispatch for them. Four color Omnath also plays Fury. Uh, so I don't, maybe you can go back to the good old days of Omnath, but it, it takes up the beanstalk and it also takes the fury eaten, you know, out of the deck. So I don't know if it's still a deck, but it, it was always that fair deck that punished other fair decks that you could not beat it because of the value engine. Just up the beanstalk, just cranked it to the next level. But Omnath will probably still exist. Uh, the the real question is the return of X ones. Question mark like our no. soul sisters back? No, like no. like we're saying Fury gatekeeps X ones, but Ren and Six still in the format. Bowmasters, um, Bowmasters still in the format. Uh, Fire Ice still in the format. Like Fire Ice actually like wrecks your stupid like two X ones right because you can split the damage. So there there's still a lot of things hostile to X ones. Are we playing Soul Sisters, Seth? Are you doing it? Are we? Is this so, is this the time? <laughs> is Electrolyze unbanned? I'm skeptical. <laughs> oh, I, Electrolyze, I, that's a good one. Oh, that's old school. That's like 2015 modern. Mm, Electrolyze untapped Sphinx's revelation. The good old good old Jess guy <laughs> control deck. I'm skeptical. Like I would love to see X ones be more playable, but as far as solving the X one problem, to me this feels kind of half measury. If they had hit Fury and Bowmasters, I would be much more like, okay, I could see, I could see X ones making a comeback. I think Bowmasters is still a really, really big disincentive to play X ones. We'll see. If you read Watsi's announcement, their thinking is, if we get rid of Fury. We get rid of Rakdos Scam. If we get rid of Rakdos Scam, that'll reduce the number of Bowmasters that are seeing play. You're not going to run into Bowmasters as much because that's one of the decks that play it. Bowmasters, though, shows up in a lot of decks. It's in, like, it's in many decks. It's in Yogg. Uh, it's in Mono Black Coffers. It's in Domain Zoo decks. Whether or not Watsi's theory, do you think it'll work, Richard? Like, does that logic add up? Because right now, I was looking at our current metagame data, and you got Fury at almost 40 per, or 50% of decks. Next best creature, as far as metagame percentage, is Bowmasters or is it just under 40%, like 37%. Does this number come down a lot thanks to the Fury banning? Is the idea of like, oh, we get rid of Fury and then we'll also minimize the impact of these cards. Does that does that hold up to scrutiny, you think? Kind of. <laughs> so if Scam is 20% of your metagame, if you look at the staples, it's going to be overrepresented yep. by Scam. So any playable card in Scam is going to show up there. So yes... Uh, that will happen, but we also know Bowmasters is a good card in multiple archetypes. So I don't know if it's going to do what Wizards wants because if all those other archetypes rise up because Scam is gone, Bowmasters just kind of keeps its position. Um, but I don't know. Like I, we were talking earlier, Seth. Like I, I played Bowmasters in Jund, and Bowmasters kind of sad if opponents not popping off drawing cards. And not a lot of decks just like raw straight up draw a lot of cards, so I don't, I don't know if it's a problem because it's it's sad when you're not picking off X ones. It's kind of like Red and Six, like Red and Six on steroids. If you're picking off X ones, if you're not picking up X ones, it's like eh, it's okay. Like Bowmasters as a two drop is a is a grizzly bear. Like that's two power. If you're not picking off anything. Like, that is not a clock, right? It's not doing anything for you. So you really need to be picking off things and, like, getting your opponent with it for it to be good. So I actually don't think it's that bad. But I don't know. You guys, 
So that but, seems to really like the masters. Well, well, but at the same time, we just don't have X ones in the format, right? So it's kind of like it's done its job. It's just like pushed anything, it's any buyer ice out I of the meta. Fire ice. <laughs> if there's no, I don't think there's one thing that that like you can ban where X ones are all of a sudden free. Fire yeah, ice. So it, so so to me, the problem is not one X one dies. It's all of your X ones die, right? So. Like yeah. bow masters come down pings. If you don't draw another card, you're you're kind of safe. But like Ren in six, fire nice. Like if you mana dork into mana dork and get like fire nice, it's like over. You get fury, it's over, right? So it's this kind of like repeatable thing of like X one killing. So like we we just mocked electrolyze, but I think fire the fact <laughs> that people play fire nice for like the other mode to like basically time walk you mm. and then they just randomly hose like soul sisters uh, yeah i think it's, it's kind of a problem it's, it's a tough it's a tough year to be a soul sisters player that's for sure it's so funny to me that like if i'm remembering this right they changed the mana value rule on split cards to nerf brain and a char of all things because people were like gee cheating the fuse cards into play with brain in the jar and because of that now all the cascade decks get to play things like fire and ice so like the unintended consequences of that rules change to solve the, the crisis with brain in the jar actually ended up having like a, such a huge impact on the format is there any way like rather than i don't know you so you go after you go after uh up the beanstalk which makes sense but does that actually solve the problem isn't the problem at some point cascade like isn't that the issue because like how much different is it than living end or crashing footfalls or any of these other decks that are doing like kind of the exact same thing like footfalls technically has a higher metagame percentage than cascade beanstalk right now it's the number two deck that goes completely untouched it's still playing the fire and ices it's got all the cascade spells like I don't know. Would it have been better to try to find a way to just like cut off the cascade into something, a three mana cascade into something plan rather than ban the things you're trying to cascade into? I think that unfortunately that, that mechanic you have, <laughs> that mechanic is seen as a cool, fun thing to do, right? It's, it's the combo, right? Like, it's, oh, what kind of combo is that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I personally think that, yeah, like I would like to see it all go, but they would have to just literally ban a million, a million cards, right? They just ban all the Cascade cards. I think so. So the problem with Cascade is that it is the most overrepresented uh, broken mechanic. If you look at the top decks, right? Like Scam uses the reanimation spells that's its own unique mechanic footfalls is a cascade deck beanstalk is a cascade deck yog uses the undying abuse uh amulet titan uh, you know abuses amulet murktide abuses its graveyard hammer time is just low curve aggro and then again living end shows up so we have three of the top archetypes abusing cascade and there's only like what, like three, four playable Cascade cards? Uh, one of them is not represented here, Ardent Plea. Uh, but although there have been some, I guess, Beans decks in those colors. But yeah. uh, Charlotte's Agent, I don't even know what they're called. The one yeah. with the purple dudes. That's an Violent, violent Outburst. Violent the Outburst. Purple dude. Violent Demo Outburst. Demonic like, You don't like, even hear what they do, except once in a while you do get get by the pump of Violent Outburst. But like, yeah. it doesn't even matter what the text of the card is. <laughs> It's just it's Cascade. Like, three mana Cascade. There's an instant speed Cascade coming at three mana. I'm dead. Oh, wait. There's another one coming that's like on a creature. I'm dead. Uh, so, like, yeah, like, that's that's the problem. Just hit those, like, four cards, three cards, whatever, and Cascade is dead. Like, if you want to go to six mana to Cascade, by all means, whatever, right? Like, play whatever yeah. unplayable jank at that point. But just yeah, kill even, all three mana Cascade. Even Bloodbraid's fine. Like, I think even that, the difference between three and four, I think would make it much, much harder to build, like, an actual functional deck, you lose like you lose a decent amount of stuff. Like you, you can't Tishana's Tidebinder anymore. You can't Flame of Vandor anymore. You can't Force the Negation anymore. Like uh, if you up that by one, I think it would have a huge impact. So I that would be something I would like to see Wizards look into rather than like banning all the things you cascade into one by one. But uh, I don't know. I guess Wizards okay, must wait, really wait, wait, like wait. the cascade mechanic. What, what if we try to be discovered. cute and just hit Violet Outburst? So it reduces <laughs> the number of cascade spells you have, but it also reduces the one instant speed 
cascade spell you have. So like that's the I don't know. That would and stink weed imp, but keep the other thing, like keep the other treasures and try to let the power through it. That that could actually work. The instant speed aspect of that is super obnoxious. So if you had to downgrade from like violent outburst, that would really mess with team of rhinos because you'd have to go into like a whole nother color to get your second cascade spell. You could play shardless and then you'd have to go into like black for demonic dread or white for ardent plea. Plus, like not being getting blown out at instant speed would really power it down. I could I mean, I kind of just am sick of the cascade play pattern, so I'd be fine with getting rid of all rid of all of them. But that is an interesting idea. I could see violent outburst being enough by itself if we just got rid of that i don't so, think i actually ever knew what the artwork of violent outburst is after richard told me purple guy you're like i'm gonna yeah. get caught in it they are talk berries dude oh my god it's i i just yeah i didn't i didn't know there were three purple just, just remember just sometimes rhinos kills you by hitting you with two rhinos and pumping them by plus one plus zero <laughs> <laughs> that text is relevant <laughs> that is yeah i've i've been blown out by it i definitely have <laughs> so richard you play a decent amount of modern how much different does the meta game look today like so obviously scam is gone you're not going to cascade into beanstalks you're going to cascade into whatever crashing footfall living and uh, make your pick like is the meta wholesale different are we going to see all these are we going to see soul sisters all these x1 decks come up or is it kind of like the same meta but without those two decks it's probably the same. Get Soul Sisters yeah. beat any Cascade deck like ever. Like no, no. You're, you're still so. So to me, Modern was really like random rogue decks, which I can't classify. There's like too many of them. Some kind of like Titan deck, which is always like Amulet Titan, and then some kind of Cascade deck, and then the rest were just random. And then Scam, right? And then the rest were like random things that you just hope you had some kind of answer and knew what the deck actually did. Uh, but I I feel. I don't know, dude. Is footballs how much? How much fury? They barely play fury. Like fury is not yeah. a big thing. Like they don't sideboard care. card mostly. Yeah. So Living didn't football. care. Titan didn't care. Beanstalk didn't care. I think it's gonna feel the same. I mean, I would assume, right? Like footfalls is good. Yag is good. Primeval Titan decks are good. Murktide's kind of back. Like, so I feel like, like is, maybe. Is... Hmm. Is Coco Maybe. back? Like, I, I feel Coco. <laughs> is it just like Powercraft out? But like, that's the deck that plays lots of X1s. Uh, yeah. Or, or could, I guess. Like, is that somehow back? Is Elf Ball, Soul Sisters, Human? Yeah. Did, did, did humans get wrecked by Fury? Where, where'd humans go? Humans, yeah. Humans does get pretty wrecked by Fury. Like, I think all those decks improve. And maybe they improve enough to be like part of the meta. I would be surprised if we saw humans or a deck along those lines jump up to be like top tier, but maybe you can play them again. Maybe they're one of those like rogue decks that you see occasionally now rather than like straight up not existing, which is pretty much where they've been recently. So I think that I think it helps. Like Fury is the biggest defender. Yes, uh, Bowmasters. Yes, Ren and Six. They also punish those small creatures. But Fury was the worst, right? It's kind of like a free wrath almost against those small creature decks that sometimes just like kills you with the scam plan. So I think it does. It does help. I don't know. I'm not convinced we're going to see those decks become legit top tier options, but I do think they improve. They improve enough that I'm going to try them. Are you going to try one, Richard? Oh. Would you jump into? Oh, you are you are brave. Soul if sisters, you all of a sudden, Richard Soul you wanted to play elves. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I, I was thinking of Coco decks because we don't. You know, we were talking about Lavinia last week, but yeah. I'm like. It's so you can't kill anyone with like dorky creatures. Like most people just coco into a combo and win. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I I, I feel the problem is these cascade decks and you still gotta beat them. And the best way to beat them, in my opinion, as a gun player, is to thought seize them. Like try to get one turn off of them and then kill them before they get there. So I, I I would actually just try another scam variant now. Now that scam is no longer cool, I can go play scam. Hipster and then I'll scam. Try right, yeah. With, yeah, like that was hipster <laughs> scam. So now we can try like Orzov scam. We can try some red unplayable card that will replace Fury. And like, I don't know how many percentage points you would lose. And I, I think we just got to salt out the R&D team until they just like give up and don't want to get griefed <laughs> on turn one. Because I feel the fundamental problem is there. Like grief still exists and you don't want to get thought seized out of the game. Uh, so 
We just gotta keep doing it until they ban grief. Can, but but remember, like again, grief was also just like another three two or something like that. Uh, Fury's double strike is something that is just it it's may not make sense, but like it does close games. That's just yeah. six damage in a fifteen <laughs> life format. Yeah, but now now you just gotta sit there for like six more turns with no cards in hand while they beat you down with a three two. Fury was an act of no, you'll, mercy you'll, you'll, you'll in this game. You'll win that. I like, think Delver is not a real modern. clock anymore. But <laughs> the Fury is usually eight power or not eight yep. power, but four power. So double strike eight. That's a three turn clock. Yeah, uh, could be as low as two turns if you have decided to fetch your shock to do something. Uh, yeah, like maybe try to like fetch shock removal and then get got by a scam card, but. That that was a real clock. So that's I don't true. know what's what's another thing you could cheat in that's an actual clock. Uh, in red, nothing's comparable. But any, nothing... Anything in all of Magic the Gathering, <laughs> it could be any color, right? Because you could be black. Anything. I mean, it, and it needs to be like a cheap evoke cost, essentially, or some similar mechanic. I don't, I don't think there's anything like Fury that exists. Even just a clock. Even if you disregard the ETB like damage. I don't think there's anything else that replaces it. So maybe, I mean, I will then say. it becomes like a Jund variant. So the difference yeah. between Scam and Jund is like it had a real clock. Right? <laughs> so you could actually close the game after you thought seized people. Uh, so maybe it just becomes the power level of Jund. No one plays it. And problem solved. I think that's what Wizards is going for. Like, it's just so bad now that no one plays it. But the mono black variants, I don't know. If there are other variants. What does mono black around, do? I mean, That's like what that copper's deck, or no? Yeah, like no. There's there's mono black. So mono black scam. Sometimes they play a little like eight rack style package, but it's mostly like bowmasters, voidwalker, grief, the scam stuff, a couple of shieldrids, and the good black removal and whatnot, and then hope for the best. But so, so that's modern. I will say I will give Wizards credit. If there was only going to ban one card, it had to be Fury. So they got that right. I would have liked to see more on the ban list. But this is going to... I haven't played Modern in like the last month. I've just been waiting for something to change. I've just been bored of it. So this is going to get me back to playing the format. So we'll be playing it soon. Look on the YouTube. We'll have a video. Hopefully, maybe by the end of this week up. Checking out the new format. So it's done enough to lure me back into the format. But we also got big changes in Pioneer. What do we think of... <laughs> These bands had unbanned. So, Richard, refresher. What happened in Pioneer again? So, Karn, the great creator, banned. Geological Appraiser, banned. That's a new card, by the way. Like, it broke every... That, that, that was Quintorius combo. And then... Well, Quintorius just got cut entirely as it, it evolved. And There's a couple realized. different... Oh, they, they didn't yeah. even bother with Quintorius? Okay, so, yeah, that's a new card. That's a Discover card. Discover 3 that's banned. And then Smuggler's Copter unbanned like i don't know we we needed smugglers cop why well, was it banned to begin with but okay i mean so, mm. it, it was very good in multiple decks right like it could go in any kind of aggro deck but i guess aggro isn't even on the menu anymore so <laughs> the world was the world was so different it was banned like remember when they first lost pioneer they did the like weekly banning thing like give us your feedback yeah. and we'll like ban things weekly it was one of those like in the first month or something of the format in mono black aggro was the number one deck in pioneer at the diamond it played four copters and it was just like play my black recursive one drops and attack you and like wrangle you or whatever and that was like the best thing going so they ended up banning it and that deck doesn't even exist anymore i'm actually really hyped about copter ban this might be an unpopular opinion but is copter even good in anymore in pioneer like do you Mono think this aggro, even... it's back <laughs> it's back back to tier three <laughs> yeah doing back, it. To, back to tier three <laughs> i i don't even so the thing here is i don't think that pine like pioneer cares too much about copter right now yeah. um but we'll we'll see right like karn is unbanned karn is oh, banned so you. are artifacts like maybe they're kind of like good again personally i've lost to just Nykthos. I'm surprised they just somehow Nykthos. I don't know who at Wizards loves Nykthos this much to where it manages to dodge. It's not even in the conversation. It's like, it's just like, yo, yeah. Nykthos. No, they never so... even bring it up. <laughs> yeah, like Nykthos is just like, oh, cool. Yeah, just swept under the rug. Uh, but I'm like, dude, Nykthos is the biggest offender. Sure. You want to ban Karn? That's fine. But like, I think that is just a symptom of Nykthos. 
I, I think that card is what Mono Green is going to dumpster you with. It doesn't matter what you have in place of Karna. Like a Ham Sandwich is fine. They'll beat you if they have all the excess mana. Uh, so that's the main thing for me. Um, and I, I think that Copter, sure, throw it into the mix. Why not? I don't think it actually does anything uh, for right now. It might, it might be okay. It might be okay. But like the one thing I am surprised of out of all of this outside of Nick, those managing to yet again, survive another BNR is geological appraiser. Not that like I I'm, that is a correct, uh, uh, you know, that is a correct assessment. I think getting rid of that card is correct. However, I'm surprised they actually did it. Just because of how new that card is. Right? It's very, very new. It's only been like two weeks or so. Like, what, three weeks? Yeah. It's, of it's Lost Cavern. I, <laughs> they're yeah, like, wait, I, you cut Quince to play this? Hold on. We need our yeah, he, to make some sales. Get this uncommon out of I, here. Quince back on the menu. <laughs> I, I don't even know that the Geological Appraiser deck is that good. I still have not become convinced that it's actually that good. I have really mixed feelings about that banning, actually. I think it's, like, one of the worst decks to be banned in Pioneer because it isn't, like, dominating or putting up consistent results. Like, yeah, the first weekend when no one knew about it, it performed really well. But since then, it's been, like, kind of medium to not even that great, like a, a second or third tier deck. On the other hand... It's just a miserable play pattern, right? It's just like the often like turn three removal check. Make a treasure on turn two, geological appraiser on turn three. Either you kill it at instant speed or it's going to combo off and kill you. So I think just based on the play pattern, it's it makes sense that they would get rid of it. But I actually think the deck itself is still like pretty mean. Like it's kind of like Grease Fang. It's like Grease Fang, except it doesn't care about the graveyard. You can't get it with graveyard hate, but it's like similar. Like either you got removal or you don't got removal on turn three. Wizards removal is a sense. lot easier to deal. I'm like I, I would say removal because it eats it. If you have a ton of removal, it makes it somehow worse than I think Grease Fang. Grease Fang is a bigger offender than that. <laughs> so so Watsy doesn't want this to be a turn three format without removal. So their their justification is without some form of interaction, players can lose the game as early as their own second turn. This yep. doesn't meet our long-term vision for the format where players can blah, blah, blah. If every deck must run one or two mana interaction spells, the format shrinks. So they don't want you to be able to pop off, uh, you, you know, at that early. And they don't want people to have to run, like, interaction spells for you uh, just to prevent you from popping off that early. So well, that... Is the what gist about Grease of. Fang? What about Grease Fang? Like, isn't Grease Fang the same thing, Krim? Like, if you don't have instant speed interaction on your turn two and they're on the play, you just die. That, yeah, you, you're you're pretty much just dead. Like, I don't, like, I, don't I don't should, know. You should send this revelation to wizards. <laughs> I mean, I right. I do agree. I do agree with the philosophy, and I'm glad they banned your logical appraiser. But uh, yeah, it is it is surprising to me just because usually they wait till a card really dominates for it to be banned. But I like that they're trying to manage the format based on something more than just win percentage. And they didn't say, oh, just because this deck hasn't been winning a lot. It's going to be okay. We're going to keep it because it's not a good play pattern. And we don't want people like winning on turn three and the removal check on turn two. I think the same is true of Karn. I've seen a lot of people with Karn be like, oh, Mono Green, like they're only 4% of the meta now. They're like the fifth most played deck. They're not at the top of the format anymore. No, that card, that card's miserable. That card's horrible. It's like such a like just cheat code to having whatever you need every time and also randomly hitting on your opponents. It's like, I know I'm super biased when it comes to Karn because it's like one of my least favorite cards in existence in older formats. I'm thrilled to see it gone. I get what Krim's saying, and you're probably right about Nykthos. I always defend Nykthos because I'm biased there too because I love like mono black devotion, mono red devotion, like the janky devotion decks. But you are right that it's just going to keep getting broken. And I think sooner or later, they're probably going to have to ban that one too. But I'm glad and Karn is gone. Getting I'm away glad with it. <laughs> it's, maybe Wizards thought Nyctos was from Lord of the Rings. That's the only thing that makes sense. They thought it was the Lord of the Rings card. <laughs> so what about uh what about Popper? Any any thoughts on I don't think do any of us even play Popper? So yeah, Monastery. Do anything about fan. Popper? Let me read about it real quick. Yeah, let's let's oh, we, oh, we, gotta, we gotta read Gavin's full video and article. I, I will say so. 
all the other formats, it looks like random stuff is happening. It feels like one of our podcasts, right? Where we're like, is fun a criteria? I don't know. We just make things up. Like, you know, <laughs> grief is fun. It doesn't matter. But Karn is not fun. You know, Karn, Karn gets the axe. <laughs> There's a little paragraph of like just random, possibly like not consistent stuff for each for each format. And then Popper gets its own like tome from gavin yeah. <laughs> like yep. explaining like of every little detail of like the single monastery swift sphere band so uh we don't know much about popper but you can read the full article from gavin which goes into much detail about why swift sphere is banned uh i wish it did this for all formats i wish i wish gavin cared about the other formats yes yeah. they, they handle bannings so incredibly well on popper so like hats off to them like gavin the whole team that does the bannings they're the community group i forget what they call it but they do it so well they communicate it so well although i will say like this ban article for the other formats way better than the last one this is actually like kind of in depth and it mentions every format so i think they learned from the last one that was just like no changes by play boosters i think is what the like the <laughs> okay. two sentences were so they learned from the reaction to that one they also mentioned if you read the whole article about pioneer they mentioned they're going to actively start banning it they said it's been a year and a half yeah. since we banned anything our plan is to take a more active role managing pioneer they also made it clear that stuff can get banned in non-standard formats any bnr update there's no more like emergency bans or whatever that's pretty much just for standard like once once a year is the goal for standard but in older formats any bnr with any set release they can ban whatever they want to so that lasted about six months we we made it through a good six months of the ones for you banning ignore ignore <laughs> Richard, whatever they're saying the they first podcast we want. talked about this you said exactly this and you were you were dead emergency on. standard ban next week in coming just watch like it doesn't matter like who's gonna sit around and be like oh i'm sorry guys we're gonna let our business tank because we said this thing in an article a year ago and we're, we're beholden to it like no right they're gonna do whatever they need to to fix the formats <laughs> do you, uh, oh, so that that is one thing do you i i wanted to ask do you think anything in standard should go right now uh, they said no changes. That's the official right. They answer. said no changes, but I'm curious if any of y'all think there's anything that needs to be banned. Not, not if you like the card or dislike the card. Seth, I, before you <laughs> scream, she altered. <laughs> I haven't played standards since. Whoa! Is there is there something currently obnoxiously annoying? So, uh, mm -hmm. the part that annoys me is something that. I don't think cards should be banned for, which is just like getting tired of the same old cards because we didn't have rotation this year. So for me, like <laughs> I get tired of Rafine. I get like, I've just seen it so many times, but I don't think anything like is ban worthy, right? Like personally with my biases, I would like to see things banned just to like shake it up and see different cards at the top of the meta. But I think overall, like standards in a pretty healthy place, I will say like Domain and Esper, I think are probably the top two decks right now or the decks I play against most, but neither one of them I think is oppressive at this point. So I would say like, yeah, I would prefer to have more rotations and so forth. But as far as just how, where the meta is at today in the world we live in today, I don't think we need any bannings. What about you, Krim? Is there something you were thinking needs to, needs to change? You know, as I like, I look at the format and all that, and having played it a lot, I think it's actually really good. <laughs> I think it's absurdly healthy right now. I think it's, it's pretty fun. It's not, you know, War of the Spark. It's not, you know, like 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 cons or anything like that. Uh, but it is a pretty darn fun format. And uh, I was just curious because, you know, they're like outside of the cards that should have rotated, right? I, and even even with those cards that should have rotated still in the format, I don't even think any of those cards are problematic. I I find it funny that you're tired of those cards already. But okay with getting hit with like Nykthos every other week for as long <laughs> as you have. But like like for me, like an extra year of of Rafine and all that. And, and before anyone asks, no, I don't even play Rafine. I, I mean I do for content, but I don't actually like like care enough about Rafine. And a lot of these cards, I, I don't know. I mean but I, it's I, taking I up this... your your void rent slots. You need void rent in the yeah, drop yeah, slot. Exactly. Yeah, see? <laughs> If you just had the universal solvent, maybe therein lies the problem, right? Like if we ro if things rotated, I wouldn't get to void rend things. Now, I, I, I had and some listeners of the podcast come by my stream and said that I wish I could love something as much as you love void rend. <laughs> 
And I think we've seen like in Impact is the new cards, right? Grim, we've seen like the two drop vehicle is seen yeah. all over the place. We've seen Tashana's Tidebinder, some of the one Ooh. drops, the flying one drop that makes a map is seeing a lot of play. So we have seen like we haven't seen a full scale shakeup. Esper's still at the top of the meta, the Atroxidex still at the top of the meta, but we have Don't definitely seen. I think we've seen more of an impact from Lost Caverns of Ixalan than we saw from Wilds of Eldraine. So I think that gives me a little bit of hope moving forward that I think we actually have seen a bit of a shakeup, at least dinosaurs. They haven't really broken out as like a top tier deck, but people play them on the ladder and sometimes they play the 6-6 six, six for three on turn two and they kill you that, really that quickly. Is, like, yeah, that, that, that can, your... bite rigging is made a comeback because of that card and the ancient one. So there's a lot of new stuff going on. Standard actually I think is in a really good place. We're talking standard has Voldaren thrill seeking dinosaurs. Yes. I'm just saying. Like like if that if that doesn't sound like a good time, I don't I don't know what is. And I, I, I even I played that, right? Like it was just funny. <laughs> uh but like another thing is Shialdred is it even that good anymore? Right? I yes. I mean yes, it's still very good, but like it <laughs> yes. is it is Podcast significantly <laughs> it is significantly gone down in numbers. It has. It's still, I think, the most played creature, but that's something like closer to 30% of decks now when it was like around 60% of decks at its peak. So it's definitely, and we've seen less copies of it, I think, as well. Like less yeah. decks playing four Shieldreds, more decks playing like a Shieldred or maybe two Shieldreds. So I think Shieldred has, it's normalized to an extent. And we had a little bit of the same problem of like Esper being the top deck of the meta, kind of like we were talking about with the scam decks in modern, like how much of it's Bowmasters and how much of it is Bowmasters is in the scam deck, which is a huge percent of the meta. But Shielder, I think its metagame percentage gets inflated a little bit just because a lot of Esper decks play like one copy and that's the most popular deck right now. So I would agree with you that like compared to six months ago, Shielder, it's not a problem. It's still an incredibly strong creature, but I think yeah, uh, good, like we need card. to ban it or something is like... Like, I don't think that's that's on the table at this point. I think it's normalized enough that it's a very good card and still one of the best creatures in standard, but not a problematic card like it was at its peak. All right, let's uh, any other thoughts on bannings before we hit up a couple of other topics real quick at the end of the podcast. Okay, so moving on, uh, we're heading into next spoiler season. I actually believe a week from tomorrow, or maybe from today, I mean, I'm not sure if it's Tuesday or Monday, actually, but they're going to be spoiling Ravnica Remastered, which comes out, I believe, February or the end of January. But we got a little sneak peek. There's going to be serialized cards in the set. They showed off Niv-Mizzet Perun, Steam Vent, so presumably all the Shocklands, Birds of Paradise, all X of 500, Richard, how much does this matter? Have serialized cards lost their their coolness at this point because they come up every set? Are these like hyped expensive things or just is it normal now? Like full art lands, like everything's serialized, so nothing's serialized. I was going to ask you, Seth, since you are an old border connoisseur, old border mm -hmm. Steve Vents and foil, they showed new art. And then there's a, you know, XXX of 500 stamp on it. Does that ruin the aesthetic? Oh, having, having it be yeah. serialized. Like, do you, do you like, 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 if suppose they were actually worth the same price monetarily, which one would you yep. actually rather play with? Wouldn't you just choose the non serialized one like every time because the, the serialization kind of it covers part of the art? Like, it does, you, you it have does to have a 69 of a 500 or something, right? Yeah. But just random number, I think ruins it. Uh, so I, I don't like it. I think they look weird. I don't know why steve vents looks like this like it just makes my mind hurt when i see cards that are old bordered that aren't supposed to be uh so i don't know we were looking at this I, people still care about serialized cards though right seth like serialized they, cards still demand a high premium they still do compared to their normal versions and it's mostly scarcity like there's only 500 in existence that means these are super super scarce compared to normal versions but there is a huge a huge huge premium or even the bad ones like the unplay i have a <laughs> i randomly opened a, a serialized journeyers kite uh from uh, brothers war which is like about as bad of a serialized card as you can get like no one plays that card anymore not even in commander uh, and it's still worth like 60 please. or 70 bucks oh it used that. to be good that used to be a staple like 10 years ago mm, that's like old school commander staple do you still play seth, it Graham? seth seth i have harobi serialized 
Ooh, oh, <laughs> okay. That yeah, might be I about as bad worst, as a but... journey years guide, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have the worst serialized card of all time. <laughs> but even no, that, like, like the bad ones are still like 50, 60, 70 bucks. They're still like valuable. And the good ones are hundreds or thousands of dollars. So people still care. People do still care. But I think it's mostly the scarcity. They're just super rare. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, trading card game collectability, you know, like I, for me, it doesn't matter to me, right? Like, I, it doesn't bother me at all. It's like, I'm not, I don't care for it, but that's because as much as I love collecting things, I don't collect it for scarcity. I like it. I like collecting things like, oh, I want to own every Nico Bolas or, or whatever, right? I don't care which version. I just want artworks, right? So, you know, whatever, move the goalposts for everybody in their collections. But some, but a lot of people in collecting games or collector card games love the scarcity of it, right? It's cool. Yeah. It doesn't bother me personally because I don't care about it. I don't. Now, if they did something where I had to like, oh, the this card is only available in its like serialized form, then I would probably care a lot more. So what, for me, what if it was it unique art crim? So like, here's the problem with the Steam vents, right? Like the normal Steam vents in the set is probably going to look the same, right? Like Birds of Paradise. That's the same Birds of Paradise art I've seen like forever. Same with Niv Mythic. Yep. What if they made brand new Birds of Paradise art? And only put it on these 500 cards. Like, isn't and it that was anime. You... <laughs> and it was anime. Like, isn't that what you oh. actually want? Because you're like, this is one of 500 Birds of Paradise. Like, well, actually, there's like literally like 50 billion Birds of Paradise with the exact same art and border uh, floating around. Like, what if they actually made them unique? Like, this had unique art and can only be on this like 500 cards. Don't Don't give them that idea. Don't get Isn't that what they that, that would make it? That would Don't make it chase. That, that would make that, it that chase, would. right? If you told me the anime art of like a Birds of Paradise, I don't know what, what is that a, a Birds of Paradise in a a a sailor outfit? Um, like, yeah, like, smothering tither. Slap it on your yeah, fit. yeah, slap that on there. <laughs> then I'm listening, right? Uh, but but like, uh, I I hope they don't ever do that. I hope they don't is ever it, do that because variant artwork. Isn't is that already... what you want though? The base version of the card is Birds of Paradise. You get anywhere, and the special sure. version, like you know, Lord of the Rings movie movie art cards or whatever. Yeah. What if they were all serialized? Exa five hundred, right? And See, then that if you want this been... wild art? Exa five hundred. Go for it. Otherwise, you get to play this normal person, normal bordered version of the card. But they already did a good job. So, example, like Orcish Bowmaster's base set, sure. Then there's Orcish Bowmaster's full art. Now, if you imagine, like, now you just add full art plus serialized on top of that. That's fine, right? But as long as there's a version of it where I don't have to care about serialized. <laughs> to, to me, this version, they, it's just so lazy, isn't it? Like, it reminds me of the thing we were talking about a few weeks ago of the, like, borderless versus non-border like extended border like they look exactly the same the art's exactly the same other than like erasing the border it's like the same card like you want your special versions to be more special and i think this kind of like goes back to the same thing like yeah it's cool that you slapped x of 500 on there but otherwise this looks just like the one i'll get out of my pack that costs ten dollars or something instead of a thousand dollars so i i would like to see more of that maybe you don't got to do it anytime but i do wish wizards would experiment more with that i wish the special versions were there's another thing i i learned from like seeing you with the the one piece cards like just richard showing me some of the cards the special versions are like wow so obvious like i open something super cool when these you're like squinting is that a does that have the number down there is that serialized like i don't know otherwise it's normal foil. like how do you even know <laughs> the seer uh, so one the one piece thing is like they did a manga panel background Right. Yeah. That's that's the big fancy. Yeah. Right. See, some like and that like, would be maybe. Like, yeah, it exactly looks that, but special. That it feels special. This is just like, I don't know. There's a number like, there. It's worth something now. I didn't even know it was the game in it. I knew it was special. I know nothing about One Piece or the game. And I could tell it was a special version just because it looks so much different. So I, I hope we trend more that direction. Also, what do you think of that set symbol? I feel like Wizards is really really slacking with their set symbol game lately. They try to do... How many they, ways they can you draw Ravnica? We've done this so many times. Like, what do you need, want them to do? I actually do? didn't see the set symbol. I, I did, let, me, let me take a look at that. They need the. They need to learn the thumbnail lesson. How you like, you do this really cool thumbnail for your YouTube video and you don't remember that everyone's going to see it in like this little tiny size. And then when you see it in the mini size, like none of the detail is cleared. You can't tell. To me, this looks very just like a weird blob i guess it's supposed to be ravnica and if i zoom in i'm like oh like that's a window and so forth but when you look at it like 
in the small size to me it's just like a random blob of gold on those cards it does I have look a question for you guys mm-hmm. can you guys recognize any set symbol like if i give you a, a random set symbol what what are the odds that you'll know what set it's from because for me personally 10 years ago 100 percent. maybe even six years ago 100 percent. now it's like two percent i'm like mm. i don't know is Yo, this aftermath we... after commander like what what is this like i don't even know what this is anymore can we like, can what? we do that as a segment like it, like who's that pokemon but <laughs> and we'll just have <laughs> seth do the voicing i don't know I, I don't know i'd love to try though right like that seems actually kind of fun who what I... set is that <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd I think I'd do good the I do good with the base sets, like the standard sets. I don't know about like commander and the that might get me. The commander ones might get me. Maybe we do gotta do that as a segment sometimes to see who knows the set symbols. Yeah. It's definitely worse than it was a few years ago, that's for sure. Like I'm like you five, ten years ago, hundred percent. Now I actually don't know. It might be a lot worse than that. I, I think main mainline set, I'd probably pick up all the symbols like you had mentioned. Uh, the commander ones are the ones where I'd probably because they're all pretty similar with they definitely don't look like, like, they, like every they, time we go to Ravnica, you need two symbols, right? You need the normal symbol. You also need the commander symbol and then maybe a masterpiece symbol if you're going to do something <laughs> like that. And we've been yeah. to Ravnica like eight million times. Like how many more ways can they represent Ravnica? And uh, this Wait, is what they've got. You don't you don't like this current set symbol? Like it looks like the castle. I think it's meaningless like, to me because I can't even tell you what the other Ravnica symbols <laughs> look like anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like it, I don't think it matters anymore because I can no longer identify sets based on set symbols. Like, like I guess, I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I still remember the set symbols and how they look. And I, I dig this one, right? Like, it feels very Ravnican because if you think about three Ravnica, three Furious, the last one, Ravnica, Tokyo Drift, the third, I, I like that set symbol looks kind of like a castle, right? And and the first Ravnica is the castle, like the middle point, and then the the so the last set is kind of like the current one. Um, I don't know, I I I like it. I like it. It, look, I it, looks, it looks like cool. a sand castle to me. This is, sure, <laughs> this sure. Is, this yeah. Is what kind of castle it is is up to you. But I think it looks cool. However, I I will say, though, I think, you know, you mentioned, like, the border should be cooler and whatnot, like something fancier. Yeah. I do agree with that. I think that the gimmick here, though, is that it's old border. And personally, yeah. okay, think of my love for anime art and, and like, Phil's love for old border. I feel that same level of of intensity, but f- of disdain for old border. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? So old I actively despise old border. <laughs> oh, see, I, I don't. I, I don't care. For <laughs> I do not care for. I. I like. I see old border. I immediately ignore it. Like uh, to me, like the Ravnica spoilers are just like an amoeba of like yes. It's a. It's like a Rorschach test to me. Uh, all right, so I think that's all of our topics for today, but that's good news because it means we got a few minutes to answer some fish mail. So, Richard, why don't you uh, take it away? All right, if you have questions, send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag MGFishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, Drew Gartner, uh, this one is mostly for Krim from a fellow Kings fan. How do you feel about our chances to win? Uh, the in-season tournament, and does it actually feel any different? It, I think, it feels higher stakes. Um, so the, the <laughs> that's funny because I actually had this discussion about the in-season tournament. So that so for context, they've made it so now there's the NBA Finals, right? But they've wanted to make it so that people care and tune in more for the early part of the season, right? Why? Because like basketball is like like eighty billion games, right? So this in-season tournament is like this early part of the, the the season where you can play for a pretty big amount of money and and point differentials matter on how much you beat your opponents by so like example the 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 kings needed to either win or only lose by 11 to the warriors right they just they chose the alternative we'll just win it how about that and i i like that but that's also led to teams running up the score which I also like because that's essentially <laughs> crowd surfing the Karn and BMing the teams that you're beating. So I love the in-season tournament. I love the beat them by points. Um, ha- 
as for the Kings, they've looked way better this year. They click. They're playing defensively. They like they're going for the ball as a, after getting dumpstered by the Warriors and Looney just like essentially becoming our 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 pretty much sunning us because they like Looney just got every rebound. So I don't know. It just felt really good to see like see the Kings play better basketball this year. As for will they win? I think they could if they can get around the Pelicans because randomly the Pelicans have hands. I, I, I don't I didn't think the Pelicans would have that much of hands to beat you back to back. Otherwise, you called the Pelicans. I've been out yeah. of the NBA for too long. <laughs> what happened <laughs> There's here? a bird team. Richard, you got to like the birds, right? Like, That's like, Richard. Well, there, there's Richard's a lot of bird you. teams in sports, but Pelicans? No what? wonder why Pelicans? you watch football, right? No wonder why you watch the NFL. Yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans uh, Pelicans, they are. What, what team were they formerly or were they a, a new team? They've been Pelicans. They've been Pelicans for a while. There's Kings. They were the Royals. But Who yeah, like from there, there, uh, there was no New Orleans Pelicans when I watched Michael Jordan play, boys. Where, so, where did, what? Where did they, where did they come, come from? from? Did they, were they like a new expansion team or did some team Pelicans? just yoink up and leave? I think Pelicans have been there. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong because timeline wise, but like I swear the Pelicans have been there forever. <laughs> oh, 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 no, mean, no, no, no. You mean, okay. You mean the they Sonics? Were the, they were the New Orleans Hornets starting in 2002. And then right. Hurricane Katrina happened. They temporarily went to Oklahoma oh, City and then they yeah. came back and became the Pelicans after they let came me date back myself. What happened to the Charlotte Hornets? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess you're right. The, the Hornets have always still. been Charlotte to me, but that's because if you think about it, you were watching basketball the year before. If if that was the case, you watch it before I got into it. Because <laughs> I got into it in two thousand three. Oh yeah, that would be the season that the Pelicans became a team. They they brought you yeah. in. Actually, yeah. Frim, has this has this tournament made you watch more? Like, did it work? Yeah, did there a scheme to get people more involved? Actually, I haven't watched more because of it, but that's cool. I, it's working. Yeah, like they've essentially made it so that hey, you know, you don't care about just top eight now. You care about the Swiss, right? And and I I really like that. I I it's. It definitely has made me care a lot more, and I've, I've kind of watched all the Kings games already, but now I, like, you know, you don't really care about other teams unless they're directly a division rival or at the finals, right, or in the playoffs and stuff like that, right? But now I actually care about where the other teams fall uh, in, in the in-season tournament. So for me, I think they've, I like that they've added stakes. Uh, I, I, the one thing I would say is I wish they made it even more like like valuable and relevant in the early half. Mm. like the the lump sum of money is cool uh i like that i dig it uh I, it's very innovative uh although i guess the the thing that's in question is that some people think that ruins the integrity of the game because if you're already winning it feels bad that you have your starters out there still dunking on the like, like still <laughs> running up that scoreboard but yo i don't <laughs> know it? where all these people are coming from have you not played nba 2k yeah have you seriously. not had to deal with, with that high schooler <laughs> me uh that would just trash talk on the mic after they're like constant they're like ahead by a hundred points <laughs> why not <laughs> All right, one more question from Verdant Farce. A page for the metagame of a new format magically appears on MTG Goldfish. What deck, if you saw it on the metagame page, would make you instantly interested in the format? Knowing nothing about how the format works. If it is a new format that we don't Brand have Brand new now. format. What Easy. deck would make you... Okay, what is it, Grim? Chase the Mind Sculptor. Something with Jace. I mean, for me, it's got to be a Blood Moon deck. Some sort of some sort of Blood Moon deck. Uh, I see that showing up. That's called Rakdos Scam, Seth. We no, that's not a Blood Moon <laughs> deck. That that doesn't count. Oh, magical eight ball, Richard. I shake uh, violently. Where can I play Jace the Mind Sculptor? <laughs> Try again. In, in the same format as me, Krim, because Liliana of the Veil would top my format <laughs> with Tarmogoyf. You know, we're we're talking about the downs of Tarmogoyf, but Lily has a Lily is like unplayable. Tarmogoyf still sees play. Lily unplayable in modern. Uh, I guess we get unplayable in standard too. Still, uh, but <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> no, it's played every now and then. It's a nice niche card. Hit hit me with the one two punch of Tarmogoyf into Liliana, and uh, we'll 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 see you there. That's in standard right now, right? Or yeah. if in a Liliana, you can do it. You, you should try some standard. You should just play standard. <laughs> but Souls of the Lost? It no, does, no, no, no. Souls sucks, of the yeah. Lost is like super Tarmogoyf. 
It's actually pretty good in modern too, but dude, it it gets big. I, I, like, I, I laughed at that joking. Carmen at first thought, but then it was like hitting me for like eight or something. I'm like, oh yeah, boy, yeah. <laughs> it's actually just better than Tarmogoyf. Uh, yeah, I don't no no weird jank we want to see. Uh, to be what, honest, what, with what you, if like Panharmonicon persistent petitioners or whatever was the tier one deck? <laughs> is so Jace the mean, Mind Sculptor mm, not jank in the current door 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 to nothingness? That would anything like that would get me some janky alt win con. Yeah, I guess Jason that, is that. Chase is Jason against odds card now? Maybe, maybe he is. Jace isn't against odds card now. Well, I mean, <laughs> like the one Jace... ring is just Jace, but better. So yeah, right, <laughs> true, right, right. <laughs> like what? Like cool, very cool pet card you brought to the table here. This Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> like Jace feels like playing. If I showed you Shadow Mage Infiltrator in current day. <laughs> Right, like no, it's not that house. bad, is it? It can't be that bad. Jace is pretty bad. Jace is oh. bad, dude. I, well, look, you, I you also get bowmasters for fun now by brainstorming. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> worse than a ball. Worse than a blood break. Like, yeah. Oh my god, Jace. It, look, it pains me to say this right now because I am Jace fanboy one. Um, yeah, he sucks. He's like awful. That's why I think he should be added into standard. Where he can then be okay, <laughs> I don't, like like just okay. I didn't even know he'd be good at standard. You, yeah, you, you look, do have shoulder. It's like the blood brain oh, problem God. where there's this direct counter is sitting there for you, so you can't do anything <sighs> until that counter is gone. Brain, like you have shoulder in the format. You can't brainstorm well, I, while that's I there. I can unsummon you though. Yeah, you can bounce it. Just bounce it. Yeah. Oh, Jace yeah, would be good at standard. It would have to. Jace be. would be. Jace would be okay in standard. I think it would be okay, probably. The universal solvent exists, Seth. Voidrend. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no fetching to, to, to brainstorm yourself into a new hand. Yeah. Um, okay. There is Voidrend. <laughs> so if you have further questions, send them to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 462 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So Richard Grab, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have a lovely week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out. <laughs>